Uh, while we're recording right now. Hi, this is the Joe and Anthony show. This is a new podcast. We're uh, going to review helium canisters. Hi, this is the Joe and Anthony show. And, uh, you know, this is just uh, a new format. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna like, man, bro. I'll tell you. You know this. You know what this is? It's from uh, what was it? Was it American Pie? No, like he's like, I love you, man. I love you, I love you man. Listen, man. Yeah. He just shot you with a horse dart. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, what, yeah. what is this? You, you just took, you just took a horse dart to the jugular. No way, man. It's like I. No way, man. You're crazy, you. man. Crazy, man. I love you. You're crazy. I like you, man. You're crazy. But you're crazy. No, no, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. <laughs> no, you should do the whole podcast like this. Oh, no, like that. I mean, maybe. I mean, this sounds cool. I know. What's the podcast without a name? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what episode it is. This is one of those episodes, but... But what's his name's not here? <laughs> I don't even know. Come on, Hopefully, we, you know, we might joke about this, but I really hope Rich is alive. All voices matter. All voices Hashtag. do. I sound matter. very feminine, but I'm high pitched. It's the podcast without a name. Episode number to be determined. Episode not without a name. <laughs> Sudden. Yeah, I mean, well, when you stop sucking on the helium canister, Tell everything's, everything's With the nitrous, whatever that was, we, we, we went both, we rocked both set spectrums. The spectrums. The spectrum. The spectrums. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so this is the podcast without a name. What's up, guys? And we're richless today. We're richless, but we're Anthony... Full of Anthony. Anthony full, full? A lot of Anthony. Too, probably There's a little too much Anthony. so much Anthony here. It's ridiculous. There's, no one even knows <laughs> why there's so much Anthony in this room. Oh, man. So, Johnny be good. Johnny be good. Oh, yes, yes. Man. Chuck Berry. My that's man. our first, uh, that's going to be our first uh, topic for my the man. evening. My man, Charles. We're going to kind of hit up um, some Chuck Berry talk, RIP. Passed away, I believe it was... Sad, sad. Was it like March this past 18th. last weekend, was that? Yeah, last, week. last Saturday, yeah, right? Five days ago, um, right? Five or six days ago. Six days ago. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, there's there's obviously, he's had a lot of impact. Uh, I mean, he's considered the grandfather grandfather of rock and roll, right? Grandfather. Grandfather. That's what they say. <laughs> pioneer, the man. The pioneer, right? And, uh, I mean, I know Anthony's the resident... Um, musical expert uh he's had bands things like that you know listen he's just man. all around the music guru listen he was timeless like you could listen to anything from the 50s and yeah. you would think that it was yesterday i mean if you were into the blues oh my god man it's just such a sad 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 thing man i mean 
He was pretty old, but <laughs> <laughs> well, how how old was he? Actually, was at ninety. He's ninety. Yeah, ninety years old. Uh, the, they call him the father of rock and roll. Uh, and is it true to say that he basically invented the guitar rift? Yeah, absolutely, right? man. Um, I just wonder if anybody had told Marvin yet. Marvin Berry. Marvin Berry. Yeah. Is that like his brother? No, it's his. Uh, no. it, it, um, oh. It's your, I think I know what you're talking Chuck, about. Go on. It's your cousin. Yes, cousin? from uh, the Back it's to the Future. Yes, Marvin. that's what it is. Okay, now I know what you're talking you been, about. You know that new for sound you've been looking for? Listen to this. <laughs> there it is. Was it his yes, cousin? Or, I do remember. Yeah. You're, I think it was his Sorry. cousin, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, my apologies. So we know, we, <laughs> I think everyone knows the one-legged hop, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. Right. And he, he pioneered that. Ah, uh, the P word. The P word almost uh, pops every time. <laughs> so but the one thing I haven't, I'm, I'm not sure, does it come to my head when I hear is the duck walk? Are yeah, you familiar with that? Man, the duck walk. Uh, I mean, we, yep. we don't see this already. Anthony's doing the duck walk right now. <laughs> duck walk. If you don't know what the duck walk is, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we should go Facebook sucks, live on right? it. <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll just videotape it and post it on the page later. Just, uh, <laughs> I, now that you did it, I know what the duck walk is. No, but you know what? The guy was from like such a humble beginning, too, which is what I really think is cool. I mean, honestly. Any any rock and roll guy from the fifties and sixties came from humble beginnings, but I think what did he? He was like a he worked at like a manufacturing plant or something like that, like a, a automobile place or something like that. And I mean, yeah. just trying to make ends meet. And uh, I don't know, man. He he just the, the dude's entire story. There's gonna be plenty of movies about this guy, man. It's it's a a sad day. He lived a great life though, but man. What his his guitar wrist, man. Oh my god. Can you cue up some stuff? There you go. Yes. Classic man. I mean, this is probably one of the most famous people know him by, right? Johnny B. Good is yeah. the most famous, yeah. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans. Way back up in the woods among the evergreens. The stood a log cabin made of earth and wood. Where lived a country boy named Johnny B. Good. Who never ever learned to read That's it. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's timeless. If, when they say something's timeless, I mean, that, that's really timeless. That I mean, is timeless. But, you know, if you listen to that, if you if you upgraded the sound to that, right, and yeah. made it to, like, today's standard, okay. that would still be a great song. Yeah. Like, yeah. a new release great song. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that. <clears throat> it, it was timeless. And all of our, every single thing that you hear now, well, maybe not, like, you know, some of the genres out there, but... yeah. Any rock and roll that you hear out right now has followed the same type of, you know, I don't know, formula that he used for for blues and rhythm. You know what I mean? And and that's what made rock and roll. You know, I mean, everything, man, the Beatles, everybody, yeah. you know, everybody copied this this way Set of the playing. And, and it, was, it was a standard. And you, you just, dude, he had like a three, four progression and he just, you know, added some guitar riffs to it and he had a you know, hoppy, high energy, you know, type of lyric behind it. And just, I mean, made freaking music and it was awesome. You know, so uh, some of his stats, 18 solo albums, 31 compilation albums and 45 singles. I'm not the big music person. Is that impressive to you or is it just his quality? Like it's not sure. You got like Yamir Yager who's played hockey till he's 45 and still going, right? Like that's a, that's a quantity thing. So, so say what you said again, what was 18 solo albums. Okay. So so think of anybody yeah. that you know. Okay. All right. Name a... I'll put you on the spot. 
Name a famous rock this star. Is, I'm the last person to ask <laughs> about music. Listen. Famous rock star, Elvis Presley. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe same not like time. Elvis, uh, not the yeah. Beatles, but, but like anybody. I mean, think about how many albums that is. That's yeah. a lot of albums. albums. I mean, if you think maybe an album album, album a year, that's 18 years of music. He right? was at the top of the charts in the 50s, okay. right? And he was still making an impact well into the 70s. Yeah. 79, 80. Right. Well, he was in jail at at some point, I think. So yeah, he had a, he's got a rough start there, right? You, you were talking and wasn't about he? That. He was the first or one of the first into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you're right. I did, did read that he was one of those the first like in, inductees. But I I don't know if he I don't know if he was the first. I might be wrong, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I, dude, anyway, there, there's there's a million things that could be said about that guy, but just. uh I mean, and, and, you know, there's obvious reasons why we're talking about him being that he is who he is, but there's also the cultural aspect and the impact that he had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's pretty, you know, if you think about, you know, his time and what he grew up in and when he was making music, I mean, that that's the classic civil rights era, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that when you think civil rights people and you, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't have anything mm -hmm. on that, right? Like, there's... This is like the no shit civil rights yeah. people, and he was he was that's when he was making music, right? Oh yeah. And some of the things that he did, he opened the first integrated club in St. Louis, right? Which is you know at the time was probably really controversial, right? I mean, and then uh, yeah, go on. I was just gonna say he also <laughs> hello he, he was also Ernest. he was also hitchhiking and like. Yeah. Pulled a guy out at gunpoint and stole the car too. So I don't know. If <laughs> yeah. We would. yeah, it's a rabbit hole. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's. I mean, you know, who who doesn't have skeletons in their closet? Yeah, no, Let's no, be real. He had right. a few skeletons. He wasn't perfect. And and but you know, the truth is like you know, rough start. He did you know a few things here and there, um, but. He obviously went on to be a pioneer in his industry. He, and then he obviously had a cultural impact, right, with, with the integrated nightclub thing in St. Louis. Yes. Um, and, and the thing is, he, he brought that, you know, that rhythm and blues with rock and roll, mm -hmm. right? That, that if you want to translate uh, diversity, mm -hmm. if you will, from how we think of diversity today and to music like yeah. he was the first he was one of the first to do that well, his his showmanship i mean he was he took the now again i'm not like a chuck berry pro here you know what i mean but like yeah he he was taking lessons from a buddy of his right guitar lessons mm -hmm. and learned how to play like a few riffs in the in the style that his buddy played in yeah and ended up making an entire like career not just a career a musical era over yeah. this teachings that he had from his buddy. You know what I mean? Like, which maybe his buddy was kind of pissed off, but I don't know. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding a ling a ling. Oh, my. I don't even know if he wrote this song. Yeah. But in 1972, he performed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. A lot of people might not always, you know, they probably heard it. But they may not have always associated with Chuck Berry. It's so funny, man. Right? Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, sir. We got about 130 ladies singing now. It really gets to you. Wait till we get about the fifth verse. All the ladies. <laughs> then mama took me to grammar school. But I stopped off in the vestibule. <laughs> That's great, Every man. Every time that 
I remember being like seven years old in the back of my dad's truck or car on the way, you know, like, and my dad would just be singing this song, and I was like, oh, you're so silly, dad. (laughs) Well, he was just uh, playing to the era of rock and roll right there, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) To to be remembered by my dingling. My dingling. It's funny, I'm watching like uh, the YouTube videos, that's where I'm playing this from right now, and he looks old in these videos. Oh yeah, dude. This is 1964, he looks like he's in his 60s. Bro, the dude, <laughs> the dude is ancient. What was he? 90, right? I mean, think about this, right? This is nine. this... You, no one can see this video, but it's 1964. He's on the stage. People are going nuts. I mean, he he's a black guy. Like, he, there's no mistake in that. He's not light skinned He's black. And there's this, you know, there's this white chick behind him dancing. I mean, this is 1964. This man. Yeah. I mean, he was out there doing it. Crossing you know? boundaries, yeah. man. I mean, it's you know, it's it's just you got to remember someone like that. Oh hell yeah! Um, everyone has their character flaws. We know that. Oh, dude, but what, iconic. Iconic doesn't even. Do him any justice. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so I what's mean, on the agenda today, my friend? Well, I mean, I, I wanted to. That was important to kind of hit on. I, I want to. I want to uh, honor some important people like that. So, definitely, that was the definitely. first thing. Um, I was. I had on the agenda talking about Trump, NATO, and Angela Merkel, uh, mainly because I came up with this agenda back when that was like a fresh thing that just happened with that with the, her visit to the White House. Mm-hmm. And the snuff on the handshake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the money with NATO. I actually did some decent research on that. So we could talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, there's obviously the ongoing issues that never seem to end. And it's that Russia-Trump stuff. Yes. Sorry, I'm burping because I'm drinking uh, beer. It's Surprise. Quite all right. Surprise. So, Surprise. Uh, Joe's drinking beer and Anthony's yeah. drinking beer. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm, in case anyone's wondering... Uh, I'm actually drinking good beer this time. I'm not drinking like 40s of cold 45. I'm, I'm actually drinking a beer called Joe. There's nothing wrong with that. Which is maybe not surprising. But yeah, it's a, Joe's I, Joe, drinking Joe. <laughs> IPA yeah. from uh, 10 Barrel Brewing Company. And I'm having a Kona, um, Kona. Island IPA, Hanalei. Oh. Very good. I, I recommend. It kind of it sounds... By the way, we don't make any money on this. <laughs> no, no, we're not. For our, for our the, three listeners. The three listeners, please. The three listeners, please. We, we might make 25 pence. In fact, I pennies. actually know that two out of the three listeners drink Kona beer. <laughs> oh, there you go. So there's some uh, precedent for that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So Merkel. So we can talk, talk about Merkel. Uh, you know, there's the hand. I thought it was funny. I watched the video. She came and uh, talked with Trump, and there's no surprise about uh, the rifts that Trump has with Germany and Merkel, um, with the refugee thing. Mm-hmm. And we all, everyone knows Trump's, uh, you know, opinion on the refugees. So he kind of looks at her as like kind of like a weak leader, right? Yeah. And, and he's expressed that. So it, it had to be an awkward uh, meeting. Yeah, but I feel like every handshake 
that's public with yeah. with Trump ends up being kind of awkward. Kind of weird, right? Why the, is that? I don't. I, well, <laughs> what sets this apart is that he actually didn't handshake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Where, yeah. Whereas or the, lack of right. The, yeah. The other ones yeah. that the, the sh- handshake happens and it's kind of like one person like flutters or like yeah. it's kind of a weird like and that where Trump just kind of breaks their hand when he does it or something. Yeah. But in this case, she tried the hand like she put her hand out. Yeah. And. He just looked forward. Yeah, he, he saw it. He wasn't. Are you sure? Oh yeah, you gotta. I don't know if you didn't watch the video. You gotta. It's right, worth on, looking on, at right now. On, we're watching. We're watching right now, guys. Yeah. This is live. 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 It's, we're actually going back to the future. I'm going and back watching to the, the handshake in real time. Oh, here it is. Here it is. And uh, she. Oh, handshake. She tries right. The handshake. And he doesn't go back. Nope. Uh, and he yeah. has this awkward like he's like looking like he knows. Yeah, this is awkward, isn't it? Handshake, just just shake your hand. Yeah, it's, you it's, almost just, want him to shake it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of just yeah. want him to shake it yeah. there. It's, it's pretty funny. Trump, just shake. Yeah, shake, just, just shake your I hand, mean, man. you know what? The, the truth is, no matter how much you might not like Germany, and I don't have a problem with Germany, really. I like Germany, but you got to shake the hand. You got to shake the hand you to gotta, feed you. Yeah. Well, I don't think... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, if we want to talk in cliches, you don't... Or don't bite the hand that no, feeds you No, you don't either, bite right? the hand that feeds you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you want to shake it. You don't want to bite don't, it. Yeah, you shake the hand and you keep your hand closer and your non-hands yeah. even closer. No, but very awkward. I mean, I don't know, but he's... <laughs> He's he's had very awkward encounter. Maybe he just doesn't know how to shake hands without looking at the camera too much for like the picture. I think he goes for the picture. I, I think that was on purpose though. I don't think there was, was like a, snub. a I, yeah total snub. Yeah, I think I actually uh, there might be some more to read up on this, but I, I'm pretty sure what probably went down was just wasn't really good. Well, what he says is that he didn't hear her request. Oh come on. <laughs> Tell me but, he, if he does not. Does he not have peripherals? Like, well, so do, so what does that sound like though? Like, do they say like, "Please shake my hand," "Give like, me a handshake," like, "Please, please shake, shake my, my hand," hand. "Please," yeah. like, yeah. Psst, I don't know. It's hey. it's uh, Psst. hey, Mister Trump. Yeah, uh, it's time to shake my hand, buddy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a little silly. I think he should have shook her hand. I there. think so. I, I and I don't think it was by accident. It seemed like it was legit. I mean, maybe he walked it back. He probably he probably left the meeting and like his advisors were like, "What the f did you just do?" Was he trolling the media again? Well, probably. I have a whole theory. We'll talk about this. <laughs> I, a little bit, I, know, right? I know. I know. It's not do. on the agenda, but the, no, no. the recent happenings with maybe stuff I will talk about. can be on the agenda. Well, it's a fluid situation. Listen, this is the Joe and Anthony we show never, today. We, never we don't know have to stay happen. on course. Yeah, it's it usually alcohol happen. and whatever happens <laughs> happens. So uh, I'm trying to find our our uh, notes. By the way, I'm very you can't find our notes. I, I sent it to you. No, you did. You well, did. the notes are there. So you we're did. we're talking about. So here's the thing, right? So one of the main things that came out of this was Trump was saying that Germany doesn't pay their fair share in NATO. Right? Mm. There's a lot of misconceptions. A lot of people don't understand how NATO is funded. So there's several different funding sources. I have the links in our notes, and if anyone's interested, I could get the links out for this. They're all half of one of them is from NATO itself. Another one's from Economist, and the other one is from NBC News. Um, Breaking news, which you know they seem legit. I mean, obviously the direct sources are good, mm-hmm. um, but so he's not wrong. So, so the NATO countries they meet. I don't know. I forget. I think it's annually where they set. 
kind of their parameters for budgets and things like that. And one of the ways, so there's no real, everything's proportionate. So you can go on NATO's website. They talk about how they break down the funding. Everything's proportionate to uh, the size of the country. I think they do like population and stuff like that. So when it comes, there's two types of uh, uh, budgets that they use. The one budget is actually used for NATO operations, not NATO operations like necessarily boots on the ground, but literally like administrative things because they have headquarters, they have offices, they have joint facilities, right? Right. These things need to be funded, paid for and things like that, right? Some host countries take up a lot of that budget, but but it's generally proportionate to the size of your country and your 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 overall GDP. So the big thing, what he's referencing, right? He's not necessarily referencing that. I mean, well, okay. Let me back that up. Back, back, back it up. I don't think he's referencing. I don't think he knows. Like he's okay. He's generally right. He might be inadvertently right, but he's right because what they agreed on, all the NATO countries, was two percent of their GDP spent on defense. So one of the things with NATO, that old Cold War uh, mentality of mutually assured destruction with uh, Russia, right? It was the concept that your military is big, our military is just as big, if not bigger. If you do something, we're going to blow you out of the water. So Mm. one of the core principles behind NATO is the fact that we all have robust military establishments, right? We we spend a certain amount. We all have our own uh, sovereign military capabilities. And what we they set that at is 2% of a given country's GDP. Mm-hmm. So America is actually over 3%. Germany's at 1.2%. Okay. So what he he he's technically right because Germany is underspending on the agreed amount that NATO came to. Like it's not just NATO said this, right? Like the countries actually agreed on that amount. But even though the the projects are jointly funded, right? Yeah. Like aren't they for individual needs? So doesn't So there there's situations, right? So <laughs> There's there's certain operations where certain countries within NATO under NATO's flag per se right mm. they could go on a kind of like a multilateral like a, a bilateral thing or something so two nations might come together and say under NATO we want to do this but it's only going to be uh, the two nations so then they come up with their own kind of working agreement in terms of who pays for that particular operation right gotcha. but, so when it comes to kind of the overall thing like say a nato facility that mm-hmm. that's all proportionate to the size like there's no necessary you can't necessarily say i'm a part of nato i'm not going to pay for that i'm not i'm just not going to pay my bill this month it's like no if you're a part of nato you're you have a bill to right, pay right. for so these there's, facilities. there's some global expenses yeah. or whatever that they need to all country yeah it's like it's like the difference between discretionary spending and like mm. mandatory spending kind of right. thing right that mandatory spending is literally the buildings and the staff the people at the door the people right. at the offices right so the, the actual administrative side of things and then when it comes to contingency operations and things like that um you know that's usually set up uh, the the funding for a particular contingency operation is generally decided between the nations involved okay so it's hard to sit here and go well for this contingency operation this this country didn't pay enough right it's all contract almost contra- contractual and done on an ad hoc basis and depending on the operation mm. So what, what the only way you could really say is someone is spending or or, or under overspending underspending or not meeting their obligations is the overall GDP percent spent because uh, that's that's the only way to measure it because everything else everything else is automatic or ad hoc uh, per event right um, so in that regard they're at one point two percent is the common funding. Yeah, calculated into that one point nine percent. I guess that's where I. Well, I, I would imagine it would be right. So if I have a you know, an army, right, mm-hmm. 
and I'm putting a thousand of those individuals in the army to go work at a NATO facility. Right. Um, and maybe the literal payment for those people at that facility are coming out of that mandatory spending because they're actually occupied at that facility. My, as a nation, I'm going to chalk it up as DOD for department of defense funding. Right. So mm -hmm. that would go to my overall GDP spending of defense. So, yeah, I mean, whatever you pay from the mandatory stuff will factor into your overall country's, uh, you know, NATO, you know, budget for GDP spent on right. defense. Right. Um, it's worth looking at some of those sources. And, you know, I'll, since I'm talking about them, I'll have to post them for people. But the, one of them actually gives you trends every year is to show you how countries have, you know, paid for, for defense and, and, you know, increased and decreased and stuff like that. It's it's kind of interesting. So the thing here is he's right. He's actually right. People are like, oh, he's, he's not right. He's wrong. He's an idiot. Like, no, he's actually right. They're, they're, Germany's underspending by 1.2 or is only spending at 1.2% of the 2% that they should be spending at. Oh, I see. Right. And, you know, we're obviously spending above it. We're at 3 point something. 3.6, I think it was. Yeah, 3.6. And, you know, this kind of alludes to... But just because we're going double almost of what the you know, target, I guess, of 2% was, I yeah. mean, does that, you know, the target is 2%, right? So yeah. depending on your, your needs, I guess, and, and what are not included in the common funding, I mean, doesn't that, I don't know, isn't that a skewed number, a skewed percentage, like depending like the, on the 2% itself? Yeah. It's not the two percent is even if even if you mark two percent as your common funding, yeah, right, two percent of GDP. Let's just say that's yeah. what it is, right? Uh -huh. And country X decides to spend four uh percent, -huh. you know, but the need isn't really there for the country that spends close to two percent. So right? the, I think one point nine percent. The, the, the well, yeah, I mean, I think if you're at one point, I'm not going to sit here and go they're underspending right. if they're at one point nine, right? right? The I think the, you know, it's it's in the details here because, um, they all agree on it, and it's mm. a it's a target expenditure. Uh, you're right; some of these countries might actually not need two percent of their GDP spent on uh, military spending. But you have to realize one of the main reasons why it's done this way is because uh, Europe has enjoyed the 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 security blanket of the U.S. for a long time, mm. so there there's there's an important part of this to say. Listen, it can't all be America. So three per, three point whatever six percent of our GDP probably still eclipses probably the totality you. of everyone else you. combined. So when you, right? when you look at the fact that Spain and Italy cut yeah. their military spending yeah. by one percent, yeah, right. You're you're saying that yeah they might have cut their military spending, but now suddenly the U.S. may or may not need to offset that right they, they may or may not right but that. but it's it's more so like listen it's a it's a very high level thing here mm. right it's it's the concept of you know for years and years and year and continually europe has enjoyed the security blanket that u.s has provided mm. right and and so it's right to say listen who cares how big we are you're getting the most benefit out of all this right and and if you think about it, they really are like they've enjoyed for years. Like they're they're in, you know obviously proportion. If you look at the proportions to their populations and stuff, I mean they're they're just they're remarkably underspending on military, mm. and it's largely because they have us underpinning everything, right? Like we're there, right? They're our allies. They know that if shit goes down. 
they're going to have the world's yeah. most amazing and largest military on their side, right? Does it does it have to do with size of your economy? Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, what we're talking about is two percent of a GDP, right? Right, so, right, right. Your GDP. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely tethered to the economy. So, the reason why it's important to kind of keep that target, it's like. Well, you know, let's have – it's a way of – it's like a flat tax, mm-hmm. right? Like if you could be a millionaire and you're going to pay 14%, you could be a penny heir. You pay 14%. <laughs> Whatever that is, you pay 14%, right? right? Yeah. Like but me. then – but we're all going to say that's flat and that's equal, mm-hmm. right? I mean that, that's what it, that's what they're trying to get to right here, right? right? Like, it's like, okay, you know, who who cares if you go over? That, that's on you. Right. But we're saying we want you to be at 2% because right. we all want to have – some sort of equal share of this larger geopolitical defense strategy mm. to counter Russia, really, and maybe yeah. China now, you could say, and North Korea, and, you know, they'd be their allies. Right? Interesting, Russia. So the thing is, Russia, not Russia, I always said Russia, <laughs> Russia's right. I mean, Trump's right. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's actually right. Like, like you committed to 2%, get to 2%, mm. spend your military, right? We're not going to yeah. only be the ones meeting and exceeding our target. Well, you said if it was 1.8 or one Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you, but... you're probably looking at the charts, they're, they're not the old, Germany's, yeah. Germany's just called out because Germany was here talking about NATO, mm. right? But I mean, he taught, he was talking about NATO at large, yeah. you know, for a while. Like, listen, you guys, you're all under spending and he's, he's correct, right? And their spending has been going down. I mean, if you look at every trend, of yeah. every country other than the U.S., it's all trending down. Britain, Italy, France, Germany, Canada. And well, here's the thing. NATO is NATO, right? They all can agree to lower the 2% target. It's amazing, man. <laughs> so let's do that then and then shut Trump up. Belgium is just uh, all into making their beer, I think. So they, they Good really for them. declined. But you know what, man? I'm really disappointed in Luxembourg. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You know, what is their defense spending? Uh, they were at their high in two, or 1991. At their high, they were at 1%. <laughs> now they're at about a half a percent. But I mean, it's that's okay. great. Yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. So, I mean, that was the gist of everything that came out of that mm. event. And these sources are pretty good. I mean, it's actually, I was pretty surprised when I went to Nate's website. It was pretty all laid out. It was laid out pretty well. I mean, anyone could kind of go to it and, and almost understand it yeah. pretty easily. So I would, I'd recommend people, if you're really interested in the NATO spending thing that Trump talks about, and you really want to kind of educate yourself on, you know, if there's any truth in what he's saying, even if it's inadvertent, uh, you know, check it out. I mean, is there a debt that you put yourself in, though? You know what I mean? Like, you know, or do you just ramp up your spending on the next fiscal year? You know, like, I mean, all these countries are running debts, probably, I would imagine. But I mean, in terms of your like a, NATO spending. Like a know? deficit per... yeah. Like uh, your, you know, your balance sheet when it comes to yes. taxes and stuff. Mm. I mean, because I mean, when you when you look at how Trump words these things, he's saying yeah. that like you know they owe vast sums I mean, I, of money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, point eight percent of uh, you know, Germany's GDP. I mean, yeah. what is that? I don't know, but it's probably not a million dollars, right? I mean, you're probably we're probably talking billions. I do. I do right. want to say though. <clears throat> quote Donald Trump tweet. Donald Trump. Despite what you heard from the fake news, <laughs> hashtag. I had a great meeting with German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Angela oh. Merkel. Oh, Angela. Nevertheless, it's Angela, by the way. Angela. <laughs> it's because it's, it's Angela. German. Angela. 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 Nevertheless, Germany owes. Dot dot dot. dot. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. 
Well, so, you know, if you really Trump want to bring around some truth, we, we talk. Uh, if you, I don't know if you were able to catch the Richard Joe show. Uh, we talked about, and maybe we did talk about it on one of our casts, the, the concept between, uh, you know, that intent and then mm. technicalities. Yeah. Um, this isn't too far off from that same concept, right? Te- on a technicality level, he's right. Sure. But in the practical level, is he really right? Like, no. well, does Germany really even need to spend more to... Right. <sighs> I, I would imagine that if you were to go to a graduate level international affairs class and you said debate this, there'd be some really good debates on it. Yeah. Like when you're talking about the high level strategy, um, you know, geopolitical type of stuff, there'd be some pretty good debates on it. And I, there'd be a lot of really good uh, thoughtful opinions, I think. And, you know, very high strategy stuff like this, sure. this Cold War mutually assured destruction slash, you know, you know, weapons and defense spending, uh, you know, buildup of, of you know, forces and stuff like that. And, and you know, maybe it goes back to like, do we, are we even in that environment anymore? Like, right. why are we doing this? Uh, and it all, ha- it all ends in the lack of a handshake. Yeah. It really does. Which I think is unfortunate. I gotta, I gotta admit that. Elaborate. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Moving on from that, I think we kind of beat that down a little bit. <laughs> Once again, we're stuck. Listen, here's the thing with Trump, right? He yeah. obviously says a lot of things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. He, he says a lot of things knee jerk react like that are knee jerk knee jerk reactions. He says a lot of things that are just like really just stupid, and you know maybe that goes back to the Trump trolling the media thing. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I guess inevitably, when you're saying so many things, that something will technically be true. Yeah. And maybe that's what we have here. Well, I think he's he, most of what he says has at least a little bit of truth. Yeah, there, there's. Listen, I I know everyone wants to make him out to be Hitler, right? But I really do think his intentions might be okay. Yeah, I don't think he just he's, goes about it in a yeah. He's not. Way. He's not very uh, graceful. No, is that a good way of putting it? I don't think he's graceful. <laughs> no, he's not graceful. He could not. Yeah. Probably, he probably can't yeah. like do figure skating or something. Hey, never know you know i'd be surprised there might be some some sort of video his hair would just flap blow off yeah yeah, maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing it right now yeah me too (laughs) that's a distraction anyway so i guess the other big things in the news is the gop healthcare bill Hmm. uh and obviously there's more russia trump stuff uh so the whole i don't know what to start with let me let me start with the russia trump stuff just because it's kind of related to the nato thing so i think i'm actually was driving today i'm in my car the windows are down my hair's blowing and i'm just thinking to myself what's going on with trump and russia (laughs) and and you know what i realized it's a vicious cycle Mm. so if you're if if you happen to listen to this if you're one of the four people that maybe listen to the first five minutes of this which means you're probably not listening to this part because we're past five minutes (laughs) uh if you're one of these people you need to you need to realize what you're seeing now. We've we've gotten past reality. Like we we've gotten to a point where every everyone wants a headline. Everyone, whether it's Trump with his tweets or it's Huffington Post with a blog or Fox News trying to vindicate someone, like everyone is now trying is chomping at the bit to get the clicks, to get the looks, to get the and make that money right. So. I honestly think the Democrats are probably on to Trump and his trolling and maybe whether it's on purpose or not, 
So now they're, I think they're trying to beat him at his own game with it. Mm. And they're grasping at straws with this. And it keeps going and going and going. And it's, it's almost like it's exhausting if you really want to keep up with it. And you know what's going to happen? And if it's not happening already, the typical person is just going to start disregarding it all. Right. And you maybe you could write that off as a brilliant thing for Trump, or maybe you yeah. could write it off as just the, how it's going. But at some point, you're you're going to start like, and, and maybe this is like I said, maybe this has happened already. But at some point, people are just going to be like, "I'm done. I don't even want to hear it." Like Russia, Trump, who gives a fuck anymore? I don't right. care. Oh, what, what what's happening now? Like, well, it's all about the short term, right? So you know, and and anything like this that's going to be damaging politically to anybody needs to come out with like big news that is damaging immediately, not pending yeah. damage, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of part of maybe even Trump's strategy is to like, you know, anything that's suggested, he'll start kind of pushing back yeah. on it a little bit until yeah. it kind of leaves the headline a little bit or gets stale. <laughs> yeah. And then like big news will come out about it and everybody will just kind of be like, stupid yeah, now, I'm right? Tired it's about it. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. Like CNN had a headline last night. It was like breaking news, an official possibly linked to the Russia Trump investigation <laughs> may have information that indicates that yeah. Trump campaign people possibly could be involved with yeah. indicating a release of information that to discredit Clinton during the campaign. That was that it like was like, I've or- never seen so many. Yeah. possible and indicate like yeah. it's like why why is this even why did this come up as a notification on my phone yeah but if you go to like a hardcore leftist you know oh yeah organization yeah. that is news that's yeah oh yeah it's breaking news that's hard Trump news co- yeah. uh, coordinated with russia yeah. to release information right but i mean i mean i mean i guess that's at the end of the day that's what they're you know maybe going for i mean it's i don't know yeah. i mean the the thing is the the funny anomaly that's I think occurring currently is that I don't feel like there's anything that could come out about Trump that would be surprising to people at this point. (laughs) Yeah. You know know. what I mean? So like, so isn't that like interesting though? Like when you do think about news getting stale and what that means in the short term of, you know, media and what people are, are eating up in the media and how their emotions are, are linked to that. Like, I feel like as time goes on, we're almost being desensitized yeah, yeah. by, you know, what's Absolutely going on correct. in the political field. And I, I think that's kind of damaging to our discourse that we've kind of I, I was kind of proud of, even though I didn't agree with a lot of the rhetoric <laughs> that, yeah. that was available for yeah. us. It was kind of nice that, to see a lot of people engaging, you know, and, and, and you know, caring. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like now that it's starting to become a little stale. It's, and, it's, you know what I mean? It's and getting old it's, for a lot it's, of people. It's losing its win, man. Law, law of diminishing returns also exists here. And, oh, God. And you know, so I don't know. Democrats are really good there, at kind of getting to that, too, though. There's a little bit of a collapse, you know. But the thing is, I feel like at this point, it doesn't matter. Just as Trump's celebrity status um, held <laughs> yeah. its status. I feel like there's not really much that the Democrats can do to damage him at this point more than it already has. I don't I don't really think that there's I don't know. I, I feel like they actually might be damaging their own party more at this point as, you know, being looked at as crybabies at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. If, if that makes any sense. Well, uh 
I, I frequently post uh, articles and things from Ben Shapiro, right? Mm-hmm. And he, I listened to his podcast this morning, and I mean, he was dead on with this. He characterizes it as everyone's lying to you. Mm-hmm. Trump's lying. His administration's lying. Uh, Congress is lying. Democrats are lying. The left is lying. The media is lying. Like mm-hmm. everyone is trying to make some, trying to push some sort of agenda, trying to just mm-hmm. deflect. Everyone's trying to make money. Everyone's trying to get clicks. It's like you, you as a listener, as a regular like U.S. citizen, you have to start thinking to yourself, what is even true anymore? Yeah. Like it's like what is being inflated? What is being like just twisted? And it's like. I, I would advise you if you were just listening to us and you're just what regular Joe Blow, like myself, drinking Joe beer, just stop listening. Yeah, just stop listening. Like seriously, just stop listening. You know, you know what your best thing you could do, and I'm not saying this because I want people to listen to us, but like, just talk to people, right? Talk to us. Talk to someone, right? Like talk talk to people that actually care to listen, mm-hmm. and then maybe you actually learn what's going on because. Yeah. You know, when people start actually just like talking to each other in a level-headed way, I think you're gonna you get to kind of filter through the bullshit a little bit. You know, well, one thing I've realized was even the the news outlets, the media outlets that were less biased in the past, right, or known as the less biased sources to go by, they all have some sort of stake in this at this point. Yeah, it, it's too big of a money maker, I think, and there's too much going on, and it's too. Um, hot of a button i think that how could they say no you know what i mean and every single media outlet is taking advantage of it and really you can't believe half the shit that you listen to anymore or or watch i mean it's unbelievable i'd recommend if you really want to get to the truth of something next week on joe podcast joke the truth (laughs) jokes the truth where i just drink beer and ramble yeah but here's the sad part about it if you really want to get the truth of something you have to actually go to like 15 websites and you i actually (laughs) thought maybe this is a good idea to like see if we get a developer to do this Mm -hmm. take the text from those websites 15 of them a cross section of all the different uh political realms right and then do like a map reduce on it or something okay and take out the common words and phrases between them all that might be the truth. Didn't Facebook kind of do something like this? I don't know, but it's a great idea. Facebook I'm has... I'm going to pretend like a copyrighted by Joe. Copyrighted by Joe. And Anthony, I'll give you some credit for that. No, I, I don't really deserve any, but thank you. <laughs> so Facebook just... And and I, I might be veering off course here, but they just came out with a great function yeah. on their entire well, the fake thing. The fake news thing? The fake news I disagree. thing. I disagree. Really? Yeah, you know why? how they're arbitrating that? Why? How? Snopes. Oh, that was it. Just they, Snopes. No, not just Snopes. NBC, ABC. Uh, they have a list. Hmm. There's news. They're using the mainstream media as their source. You get the market as fake. They have a group of predetermined journalists. Okay, or if you will. So whoever's determining whether it's fake or not fake, could it's a bad be idea. Biased as well. So I, I talked about Ben Shapiro. I thought right? that they maybe had some sort of Ben Shapiro. Ben going. Shapiro is, is has been marked as fake news by the majority of those groups. I think the podcast with the name was was probably as fake news. It will, but that's the thing. It, it, they could do that because they don't like you, right? And and that's a or problem they like because me, they just don't like you. Now it's become a thing where it's like here's Facebook. People are sharing the craziest, stupidest shit. Now Facebook wants to kind of I don't want to say censor, but 
capitalize on it. Not not to say it's not censoring because they're going to still show to, but they're going to say, "Oh, this is fake." Well, I always did based on what Snopes said. Because right. I can tell you, Snopes is bullshit. Yeah, I've actually they've published something as fake that I had, and I may have talked about this, but I had firsthand knowledge that wasn't, and I actually emailed them to tell them and give them that firsthand knowledge so they could consider it and may, maybe change it, and they nothing back. Wow. But there is every fiber of my being knows that they were wrong. Wow. And I was offering it to them. They didn't care. Hmm. So it's like, I mean, granted, maybe they get a ton of emails, right? Who, but still like, obviously they didn't care to, they don't, they don't <laughs> it's like, P, they were you, filtering you know, through Snopes their emails. Snopes, and they're like, right? wait, I, Joe, Snopes? Joe, is it Snopes or Snoops? I forget. Snopes. Snopes, right? So they were the, I forget who did it. Uh, I don't know if it was like Forbes or something. I'd have to look it up, but someone actually snoped Snopes <laughs> and they dug into who they were and how they do their work. Yeah. It turns out it's like this like couple in like their house. It's two people. Wow. They're it's millionaires. Though, yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm sure they're bigger now, right? The This was like two or three years ago. And Maybe we could start a site like that. We could call yeah. it Nopes. Nopes. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I like that. There is a problem with copyright or something. Ah, fuck that. No, I, I mean, but still, that's a good idea. <laughs> But I think the MapReduce thing is a great idea. Like, like any particular article or topic. I mean, you might have you need to have humans to enter in. Like, here's a relevant yeah. article. But 15, 20 sites cross section, MapReduce all the text in it. Take out what's common. Yeah, and that's probably what the truth would be. Pretty sure you just gave right? away our entire yeah. Everyone, algorithm. you know, if someone does this, <laughs> I'll fund it. Come talk to me. I will pay yeah. for you to do this. Yeah, you're that. Um, they'll just do it on their own. They'll call it noops. But, you know, everything costs money, man. You're not allowed to call it noops if you do it, <laughs> please. Yeah, so... Um, Smooth. I forget what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about uh, the Trump-Russia... <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Trump-Russia... Jeez, uh, I don't know what we were even talking Everyone's about. Everyone's lying to you. Uh... Well, that's it. It's we're going to wrap up our. <laughs> I mean, well, we, we, we will actually, you know, we're we're probably about thirty-five minutes, so we're going to be conscious of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could do a forty-five-minute podcast yeah, this perhaps. time. Perhaps. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to get into? Yeah. Next, so, uh, so I think one of the most uh, you know talked about topics this past week was the healthcare bill. Uh, Oh, the Parliament attacks in London. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Let's go into the health care bill. A little that, bit. Well, here's the thing with the health care bill. The Republicans are doing well. Okay, so it didn't pass. Well, not that it didn't pass. The Republicans tabled it today mm-hmm. because they knew they didn't have the votes. So that's essentially not as you know not having the votes to pass. So it didn't pass, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't actually vote on it. Just didn't pass. Uh. The Republicans are trying to do what the Democrats did with Obamacare. And it's almost like, did you not learn anything from Obamacare? So Obamacare was forced through. It was not, it was completely partisan. It was not bipartisan, right? So then mm. that's what the Republicans are trying to do with this, which is really just a watered down Obamacare anyway. So what are they going to accomplish? It's almost a good thing that it's not like, do you, did they really have a legit bill to begin with? Right. Let's be real. So, I mean, I guess 
they could have. I mean, there were probably senators. There are probably people working on this for years and years and years that have been in office. And just because Trump's there, like suddenly maybe it really has a legitimate legitimate way of getting passed and actually not vetoed. But, but I mean, we're not even what two months in. Would you would you label this as the media is saying? The media is calling it the biggest, the biggest, the biggest defeat. Believe me, believe me, the biggest defeat of Mister Trump's young presidency. I, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I feel like that was all I saw on social media today. I mean, it's winning. really his only We're not defeat. winning. He's not winning. Well, the winning, like that, that was hashtag winning all friggin' day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, is it a defeat? You know, I, I get what where they're going with it. You know, okay, something that Trump had proposed is not quite panning out as he, you know, originally intended. But yeah. does that mean that this is a defeat? And again, I'm not trying to be a, a Trump apologist or so, anything like that. But. I don't. Yeah. It, you know why it's a defeat? Because this whole candidacy of Trump was. He, he ran obviously without Democratic support. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obvious. Right. But he also ran largely without established Republican yes. support, but he won, right? And this is what we saw here, only he lost, mm-hmm. right? So he proposes this bill. He has Paul Ryan on board with it, uh, which you could maybe say is establishment Republican, but it's not a straight repeal. It's not a completely different take on health care. It's Trump's take on healthcare, or right. it's it's almost like just it's the thing that the Republicans, the conser- conservative party core hates, is the thing Democrats hate. It sounds very familiar to the campaign in yeah. general, and he now lost. Yeah, right. So it is a loss for him, right? Well, and I feel like they 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 labeled it as like a blitz. You know what I mean? Like they labeled yeah. it as like an all in type of thing which, that he failed on, which reflects which reflects a little bit like how Obamacare went down, right? It was almost like an all in Democratic thing. Mm. The difference here is that the Democrats actually took a year to do it. Right. They they you know it was back and forth legislation that you know, was changed and altered and things like that over a course of a year. We're talking about this was put through and proposed in like a month. Right. I mean, do you think so, it was too much of an, in a sophomoric stage before, yeah, you know, it could absolutely. actually be implemented? It was almost like take it or leave it. Like mm. you're for me or against me and that's it. Like, so I, I don't think there was much, as much as people were like, oh, this is just the first iteration. Uh, we're going to, early on, they were like, we're going to go talk to everyone. We're going we're to get everyone on board. We're going to make changes. We'll do what we want. Well, it turns out maybe they, they weren't willing to make any changes. Right. Right. And it was showed because they didn't have enough votes. Right. I think at the, it was a loser to begin with because there's a lot of Republican, uh, you know, congressmen and uh, how, representatives that were actually voted in because they said they were going to appeal. So, we think we need like this replacement. And I actually agree that there needs to be some sort of, I don't want to say a replacement. There's got to be a plan, right? Mm-hmm. I want someone to come forward with a coherent, like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we expect yeah. to have happening. We tested against this type of data. You know, we back tested it. We forward tested it, whatever you want to do. I want a plan. I don't necessarily need a, like a plan. Like here is something that people are going to sign up for plan. I mean, like a strategy. Yeah. 
and we're not getting strategies. Like, so do we need a re- Obamacare replacement? Not necessarily, but we need some some direction. I, I feel like this is kind of becoming a uh, like a trend, though, right? So, like, when you're looking at, and again, purely on a media standpoint, yeah. okay, um, you look at the the failure, quote unquote, of you know his repeal to Obamacare, uh-huh. right? Yeah. To the Affordable Care Act. I actually don't even like the term Obamacare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, his, you know, the failure to that repeal, um, the travel ban being blocked, um, you know, then, you know, you, you tie in his Russian ties, right? And then you have the snub on the, you know, Germany handshake, you know, and... I don't know. You add all these things together and it's almost like the media is putting out there that there's just a lot of failure and a lot of hypocrisy built into everything that Trump is doing at this point. Yeah. And and I mean, at first glance, it looks like that's correct. Yeah. You know I mean? mean, so is his credibility or whatever he had as far as credibility goes, because his credibility was already low amongst the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Is his credibility taking a big hit? And what do you, what would you say? I mean, what would you say is does his future kind of look like, like foreseeable? I you think. Know I mean? Well, you know, if we're keeping a scorecard, I, I, you know, it, it really depends where you sit to really say yes or no about if he's failing or passing more or less. Um, I think what some people are discounting is the fact that you know, with Obama's presidency of eight years. It's been a long time since there's been any conservative win. Mm. So the bar is really low. Right. It's like really low. Like just the fact that you have a president that actually stands behind police, that's a win. Right. And that's not just a win. That's providing relief for a lot of people in this country. The majority of the people in this country. Absolutely. And so I think that's what the media might not be understanding or, or maybe, you know, certain people on the left or center left that might not understand, like the bar is really low for a win for a conservative right now. It's been a long time since it can. I mean, the Republicans have controlled the house and Senate, mm. but everything gets vetoed. Mm. Like when you have a democratic president, right? So there's been a long, when, long when, time. But when you think of any of the priorities, that Trump or this, you know, presidential. So the travel ban is is still well, even, up for win. Even even moving forward, loss. though, like like, and as far as just face value, yeah, right. So yeah, th- yeah. there's there's still room for win or well, loss. Well, I mean, right? he, he had but yeah. Go on. When you're talking about like any other policies that were you know um, talked about being implemented, uh-huh. okay, like in terms of tax reform whatever it might be um the inability to advance these yeah you know is that going to hurt him in the future in terms of his credibility in order to advance any of these other high priority um you know reforms or 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 policies that he has that he wants to implement you know what i mean i mean it's so young in the presidency in my eyes. So it's like, how do you judge that after two months? You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's still very young. And you have to realize the reason why this failed was not because of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a Democrat and you're, you're hashtag winning, you're, you're pretty misguided. Cause the only reason why he lost on this is because they didn't have the, enough Republican votes. Right. So you're not winning. You, you didn't 
convert a Republican, right? Like, but but they they may not be winning. But that does bring to question something else: is he he can't win with the Democrats or the Republicans, right? Yeah. Are are you you know are are you stuck between a rock and a hard place at this point? You it mean, could be. It, can he move forward on any high priority type of thing with support from either party? You know what I mean? Like, and that that's kind of a, a discerning type of situation, right? Yeah. I mean, you're right, and there's also uh, a possibility that he could not win enough with Republicans that he 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 is who he is, and he could start leaning towards Democrats. Mm-hmm. So this could provide blowback for Republicans. I mean, he, he could be trying to ram down these watered down Obamacare type of things for healthcare. He could try to ram down some sort of watered down immigration reform, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't actually I don't see him doing that, no. but maybe tax reform, some sort of watered down tax reform or some sort of watered down, I don't know, some sort of budget. Well, actually we could talk about the budget because maybe that that's a good thing that could be parallel to this, right? The budget is is seen as a wash, right? He he cut a lot of things, and he cut a lot of things that Republicans like, like the EPA, things like mm-hmm. that. But then he inflated things everywhere else. So his budget is not is is not a net gain or loss. It's kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. Where Republicans would like to see a, a loss in terms of you know the, the budget, right? Right. Or I guess a gain for them, right? Um, so I mean, it, it's. I mean, he does blame Republicans or Democrats, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so at the end of the day, yeah. like he is, you know, putting the the blame on the Democrats and yeah. and, you know, I don't want to say undermining their, you know, that that party. But, you know, I, w- I would expect him to almost lean toward that side. Right. Yeah, Rather yeah, yeah. than down them. And, and I feel like. You know, is he burning a bridge on both sides? You know, I I don't I don't really know. I, it, it's it's interesting to watch, but I mean, he very well like legitimately could be, and I think I think there's real concern that he he could he could burn he could really burn a bridge with the Republicans, and the Republicans need to understand this because. We all do this. That he's not—he's not a conservative. Mm-hmm. He's—he—he's he, he's not a Republican either. He, right. He ran on that ticket because maybe X amount of his policies fall within that. But well, he also had a better chance of winning in that ticket. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's exactly what it is. So it, it's actually a delicate uh, thing. I think we're gonna call Rich. Let's call Rich. I'm calling him right now. Hey, Rich, how you doing, buddy? We got a little bit of... We got some... I'm <laughs> well rested. <laughs> I slept from about 5.30 until 11.30. Are you feeling better, sir? Not really. I still feel kind of sick, but uh, I guess I am uh, felt better than I did when I came home. Oh, boy. <clears throat> That's good. Are you there, Rich? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Okay, good. Hey. Now that goes really good. Am I there? Am I there? All right. I hung up. I hung up. Now it's good. Now we're good. Wow, Rich. it's actually beautiful now. It sounds Rich, really good. Rich, we are like we are live. So, Rich, if you're interested in what we talked about, we we, uh, we talked about Chuck Berry a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on Chuck Berry? Oh yeah, man, Chuck Berry. That was uh, kind of sad, you know. I mean, he was 90 years old, but he was a great uh, pioneer of rock and roll, man. 
we were talking about the you know the cultural impacts he had. So uh, he opened up the first integrated club in St. Louis. He was making music during you know the heyday of civil rights music, where he was bringing rhythm and blues together with rock and roll. Uh, we watched a video, although the listeners couldn't watch it. Obviously, we watched a video of him you know playing like in front of a crowd, just going nuts with like white dancers in the background in 1964. I mean, this this is stuff where he was like, like he was doing it. You know, he was showing like here. Our cultures, you know, we have a ton in common. We we yep. need to be doing this stuff, you know. It was completely inclusive. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, he uh, he certainly had a lot of catchy tunes. I mean, I think music is an area that's always kind of been uh, important in bringing people together. But he certainly was uh, one of the first people to, to really do it. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was really talented, man. And uh, you know, his songs are still uh, pretty catchy. Can you hear our music? Yeah, I can hear it. Johnny be good. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans. Way back up in the woods among the evergreens. I mean, it's just like bad, man. Like that is we 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 like nerded out about this earlier, dude. Like it was great. High energy blues, man. And you know, Anthony's like our resident music expert, right? Like he's he's had bands and I stuff. I want to pick up my guitar right now. And, and oh yeah, it. you know, you, I don't, has Rich ever seen you play the guitar? I'm not sure. Never. Anthony's Anthony's a pretty nope. accomplished guitarist, believe it or not. Did you know that this year marked 30 years that I've been playing? Yeah, maybe we should have a, a like a podcast with uh, some music with you, like you playing some music. I'd be all right with that. Like, like we'll we'll have some like good hits or something where you can just play yeah. some guitar. On it, you know, we'll just we'll listen to that instead of uh, the recorded stuff. Yeah, I'm all about it, man. Yeah. And I was indeed a jazz and blues and uh, Rich could beatbox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my talent. <laughs> So we talked about uh, Chuck Berry, and we also talked about uh, the Angela Merkel and Trump uh, hand handshake snuff, and NATO, and things like that. I think you'll be interested in it when we publish this. I think you'll like you'll like that conversation. I wonder though if that was like a mistake or if if uh, you know so, I think a lot of times these little blunders. It's a good point you bring it up because that's what that that was Anthony. Anthony was saying the same thing, and I said, you know what? I saw that. I don't think that was a mistake. Like he has peripherals, right? Like he he knows. Like I just don't see how he didn't see that. I don't know. He said he didn't hear the request. <laughs> I mean, oh, excuse me. Can I shake your hand? Like, who? What was the last time you requested shake someone to shake hand. your hand? Like, I'm just gonna I, walk. Well, off. you know, I don't know. Like, what what it looks like over there? Like, is it like a studio audience where like yeah, they have like a, a little sign that says like probably, like somebody probably. holds up a little sign that says like shake hand, you know, applaud. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be. Who knows, man? I I feel like people that get that far uh you know and, and reach that high of a position of power they're kind of like lizard people i don't think they really <laughs> know how to be normal. <laughs> like maybe they need like a maybe Alex they have Jones. like a, do they have like a laugh track or anything like that like you never know you know the live studio <laughs> audience yeah i couldn't yeah, notice, yeah. i couldn't help but notice that you guys uh only spent 1.2 percent of uh gdp yes <laughs> on defense spending <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap. All right. Oh, 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 that's a real rip pick. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, see, Rich, what, Live I mean, studio we, don't like, we don't even need, like, you don't need Zencaster. You don't need your microphone. We'll just, we'll just go call you on Facebook. 
Yeah. I mean, the, I know, the audio right? quality yeah. isn't nearly as good, but we're here. We're talking. My, Maybe we could uh, all just Facebook. Uh, Facebook now. it, yeah. <laughs> Get rid of my fancy mixer. Yeah. Throw okay. this microphone out the window. Yeah, screw it. Let's we don't do it. Need it. We have our fans. Uh, uh, I mean, Trump didn't shake that lady's hand, but didn't he, like, hold the uh, uh, British prime minister's hand and, like, walk her around? And <laughs> yeah, her and yeah, I in. saw that. They walked down the steps. So so I've one of those left-wing websites published an article, like, Trump is afraid of stairs or something. Like, <laughs> and they showed all these pictures of him walking to steps and having to hold someone's hand. I mean, I think the takeaway here is the fact that you never know what you're going to get with Trump and shaking hands. He, oh, he's either going to awkwardly shake your hand Chuck forever. Barry, but I'm just going to play it. Yeah. Why not, man? Yeah, right. The video is even better. I'm watching it. I don't think I've ever watched a video before. It's pretty good. <laughs> Little Elvis. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Cool with the Elvis. The king. The king. The king. But yeah, I mean, you know, it seems that he either doesn't shake hands, he awkwardly shakes hands, he holds hands, or I don't know, <laughs> he just doesn't. Yeah, all right, listen, there, you ever, you guys ever see Talladega Nights? Yeah. What the hell was that joke? Faux show. It was yeah. me drinking beer uh, okay. trying to say mm, with a stuffy nose. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in Talladega Nights, you remember that time where like they were interviewing Will Ferrell's. Uh, you know, character shake and, and bake, and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands, and they're like, just leave him by your side, and like every <laughs> every once in a while, you see his hands like creep up in the camera. I I just wonder if Trump just doesn't really know what to do with his hands, you know, his, his little tiny hands. It's just so weird because uh, you'd think in the business world he would have like a pretty firm grasp, <laughs> no pun intended, on Ew. how to shake somebody's hand. I mean, that's kind of a big part of introducing yourself to people, right? I, mean, I just, you know, I just <laughs> feel, I feel like I maybe like he's to, doing it too much for the camera, or I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going on with him. Yeah, I get, I do awkward handshakes sometimes where like, because I mean, like, I have like a pretty good grip, but like, a lot of times, like, I'll go to shake somebody's hand and like, I feel like they'll close their hand too early and they'll just grab like a fistful of my fingers and then I feel like they're like, like grabbing my hand like they're gonna kiss the back of my hand. I don't know what's going on here. Some Talladega Nights. Shake and bake. You got to shake and bake. When am I going to be slingshotting? It is a good movie. Who's that lady that played uh, plays his wife? She's, she's a little smoke bomb. I don't know what her name is, though. The blonde lady. You're my best friend. I like... I like when he wanted to have him as his best man after he stole his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I was just hoping that you'd be my best man. Uh, uh, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, Mountain Dew, and Doritos. Yeah, if you don't like Big League, what, what did he say? If you don't like double mint gum, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Big Red or something, I don't know. Oh my God! Great movie. Anyways, yeah, good movie, good movie. Six pound. It's a very Jesus underrated movie. <laughs> six pound baby. Just Jesus. so innocent in your little manger. <laughs> What's your favorite Jesus Will Ferrell? He had a beard. <laughs> favorite Will Ferrell movie? Anchorman. Uh, Anchorman for me too. Hands down. Yeah. You know what, man? I do like Anchorman. 
I like old school though. Yeah, like, I do like old school. Old school is like he was such very, a very close second. That. Frank the Tank, of course. Yeah, I, yeah, see, blue. I see blue. He looks glorious. Yeah, so, I mean, he was great in that movie. But Anchor, movie? Anchorman Highly was just underrated Will Ferrell movie. But that's a good. Uh, Anchorman was just so full of yeah. one-liners. Yeah, there's, there's, it goes on and on and on and yeah. on. There was a point in time where I could almost verbatim regurgitate that movie. Regurgitate? Yeah. What, the Lego movie? No, no, no. Uh, Anchorman. Oh, Anchorman. But the Lego, yeah. Man, Lego yeah, there's movie's a lot good. of good movies in there. I mean, that line. Well, he was, uh, what's yeah. a, in the Lego movie, he was the, the villain in that movie. I forget the name of the villain, but... Uh, Lord Business. Yeah. Lord Business. Yeah, yeah, yep. Which kind of is going with the trends. There's a political <laughs> thing And you know there. what's another another behind, the, uh, like, I guess, under the radar Will Ferrell movie that I thought was he was really good in? Land of the Lost. I thought Land it was pretty Lost. funny in that one. I don't think I've ever seen that. Nah, me either. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Danny McBride's in it. That dude from Eastbound and Down and Will Ferrell. And oh, yeah. So what, what, what do you think about Will Ferrell? Like, what is his outlook, right? Is he done? No. No? He's not done. No? He's made some clunkers, but I think, like, you know, I, I, I don't, I, like, he probably has so much money now that he can, like, just make the movies that he wants to make. Like, if they give him some shitty thing, he's probably not going to go, like, oh, yeah, I got I to gotta eat, you know? <laughs> I think out of every, like, four clunkers he has, he ends up having, like, a great Yeah, movie. I'll take his clunkers for the great ones. Yeah. I'll take that. But are we going to be, it's, are we going to be, like, our 60s? Fall off, though. Like, Jim Carrey was, like, untouchable. And he's gone. You know, like, yeah, he's he done. was the biggest star, like, in the world. And then he started making crappy movies. Yeah, but he also got like a little like weird too. Movies, and then pff, yeah. he just like fall for he, he went a little weird there for a little bit and got like a little like too deep for being a comedian. Yeah, like, he he went off the you know reservation. And then he was 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 Jim Carrey a Scientologist? Uh, I, I I I followed him on Twitter. It seemed like he was like really into like Eastern philosophy. Yeah, like, kind of like weird psychedelic like uh shit <laughs> i don't know maybe he is a scientologist but i didn't i, I don't yeah it. I could it's be. possible i don't know anything's possible when it comes to hollywood so sure doesn't really matter does it i don't mind him i think his style just kind of get old it did I, I really, unless it really he came did. out with another great movie like his heyday was probably the mask right i mean yeah. that, that was his well ace ventura pinnacle yeah. right ace ventura but yeah. mask was like just after that right yeah and that kind Dumb of put him up finkel is einhorn is actually maybe that that could probably be put down as his best comedic yeah absolutely uh, Mask was more like not really comedic, but more like pop mm, culture yeah. slash comedy slash kind of just blockbuster mm. uh, type of film. But but Dumb and Dumber was like that low budget, pure yeah. comedic value. Yeah. Like there was no, I don't I don't remember the studios behind it, but it was it wasn't when he was like uber, you know, up there. Right that that was what laid the groundwork for him to be you know become blockbuster is it ironic that we went from trump to dumb and dumber uh <laughs> some might say that's a natural progression unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that intentional i'm not sure but uh, i actually uh you remember how i was saying there's this woman in my work that's like super like left wing and she goes to like the women's day without women protest she didn't go to work that day and she like goes to all these protests downtown and resists and all that's not my president she's one of those people 
and uh, she had brought something up about the health care uh, bill the other day, and I think I kind of shocked her. I was like, yeah, I, I think it was a shitty bill. Like, I don't think uh, – I'm glad it didn't get put – you know? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm like uh, – and then uh, what did I say? I was like, you know, I, I'm one of those weird people that kind of like views health care not, not necessarily as a right, but something that everybody should definitely have access to, you know? And she's like – I think I kind of like made her uh, – Made her hair turn white. I thought she was gonna be like. She taught me to say something completely different. So maybe I made a little headway there. She won't be so uh, combative with me (laughs) anymore. We were actually uh, we were talking about the 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 not the Trump. I was I was combining Trump and health. I was gonna say Trelf. The Trelf. <laughs> the Trelf. The healthcare bill, and I was uh, talking to Anthony about how I think it was largely just. The Republicans were making the mistake of what the Democrats did with trying to force it down without, uh, you know, anyone across the aisle supporting it. And then Anthony brought up a really good point. Like, is this a win or a loss for Trump? And I said, and I said, this is very it's a loss, but only only because if you look at it in the context of his campaign and how he got in office that, you know, his whole thing he ran on was he's not a conservative. He's not an establishment Republican. Um, and obviously the Democrats hated him. And then does you have this this health care bill, which. The Democrats obviously hated, and then the established establishment Republicans and conservatives also hated it. So it was eerily similar to his campaign, but he won his campaign. Obviously, he's president, but he he couldn't get this vote right. So this is a loss for him, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the the healthcare thing is such a weird uh, sort of an issue. I think it's one of those things, and I was mentioning this to you the other day. We were talking. You have to, I think, either go one way or the other completely. Like you either have yeah. to have a single payer, universal healthcare system, or you have to have like a completely free market solution with like roll back tons of regulations, you yeah. know, and then other things, you know, to protect um, doctors and and stuff like and, that. So and that, you know, know what's the beauty? Uh, like, yeah, you know, it's the beauty of being a critical thinker. And reserving our right to change our minds is that we could actually consider both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, I want everybody to to have access to healthcare. I think there's different ways to go about yeah. it. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of liberty, right? So yeah. I think the free so market our preference is the more would be the free the more market, free way. Yeah. You know, to to do that that's fair to everyone because uh, you're not robbing from Peter but to I think Paul, so I think we both would agree that if we if 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 our preference is free market and the you know say Democrats who are obviously not free market you know Democrats uh, you know if, if they if they said okay you can have your free market moment well let, well let's see let's see if it works we'll give you a free market health care bill right and they did it and it didn't work. We could probably honestly go back and go, all right, maybe we should try something else. I mean, can you see yeah. yourself ever – if they actually let us have – like let us who want free market health care actually have a chance at real free market health care, can you see yourself saying, okay, that, it didn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. I mean I think I think that's really what um, smart people do, right? I mean, they <laughs> yeah, experiment yeah. and then they yeah. – if something fails, they scrap it. They move on to something else. Yeah. And that's what really uh, before we, we uh, had said we hope that's something that Trump does because that's what entrepreneurs do. That's what business people do. Yeah. You try something. If it fails, whatever. Back you to move the on. You, yeah, you learn from it. You move on. You do something different, right? Yeah, and I don't think we're really seeing a lot of that. It's kind of disappointing, but I think a lot of it is 
I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the establishment Republicans still don't like him, but I think at this point he kind of realizes that he needs their support. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he's not so strongly going against the grain anymore because he's like, you know, well, it's nice to get four more years uh, yeah. in here. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just disappointing we, <laughs> what's we, going on right we, now. Well, we also pondered the possibility that if Trump, you know, it's well established that Trump is not a real conservative. He's not a real re- Republican. He, I mean, he ran on that ticket, but that just gave him the best opportunity to win, perhaps. And maybe that was like the Republicans grasping at straws. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. Like, but but here's the thing. Here's the risk that he has. Sorry, Jess just came home and she said hi. And I was waving to her. Um, uh, <laughs> just just as have you met Anthony's wife? I went to school with her. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, shit. What am I saying? I'm crazy. All right. Anyway, so. I haven't seen her in 16 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she didn't see her last time we were here. 17 years. Uh, so what I'm saying is, like, so it's it's well established. He's not really a pure anything on, on, the, on the right. So he actually runs the risk of shutting out Republicans, and he very well could find himself working with Democrats. Is is that a risk the Republican Party has if if they keep shutting him out on these things? Like he he's really like I mean unless it's like immigration putting up the wall and you know uh, terrorist terrorism or something like that. Like he's really not he doesn't really have a conservative or Republican uh, you know hardline uh, policy, right? I mean if you look at him historically, he's actually been pretty liberal. Uh, you know does he run the risk of shutting out Senate Republicans and House Republicans? And finding himself having to work with Democrats and actually working with them to do certain things. Like, is that a risk that the Republican Party actually might face? I would think so, because, uh, I mean, I think, like I said before, I think he wants to travel the path of least, least resistance. Yeah. You know, so if he's getting such a strong backlash from his own constituents, why not reach across the aisle and see if he can get something done with them? Yeah. Even though they yeah. seem to really have a lot of. Uh, venom for him, you know. Yeah, and you <laughs> no, know, if, no nice if the Democrats were smart, that he's like a Russian agent and all this stuff. But if the Democrats were smart, they'd stroke his ego. Yeah, that's a really probably how you win his heart. I mean, right? he is very, from what I can see on the surface, seems like a very conceited kind of a person. Yeah, he just strokes his. I mean, we we talk, always talked about the the public facing Trump and the policy getting shit done type of Trump. And, you know, if you, you would have to kind of say which one has the better sway sway on him, I think it's going to be his ego and his public facing side. So if you, if you like stroke his ego, you kind of give him, you know, throw him some bones here and there and say, yeah, you know, we could get something done. You're awesome. You know, you're, you could go down as the greatest president if you work with us, right? Like, or something like that. I bet that, you know, might pull him away from his, is uh you know his inner circle of maybe those right wing people. In fact, maybe the right wing people. You know, I I've always had this kind of thesis that the further you go to the left, the further you go to the right, the closer those two get. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and and like yeah. so, if you think about it, if he, you know, he he might reach out to the left, and he may have gotten such little you know, positive reinforcement from the right that he's gone so far that even like a Bannon's kind of cool with it, that he's almost sympathizing with like, you know, those Bernie Sander type of leftists. I don't know. It might be just me really being like, you know, really just thinking out loud a little too much. 
How did you like that? Um, that uh, when I mean that first of all, that Rachel Maddow report that was. Oh God! Right? Can we agree on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but did you like how they Breaking showed like news. he paid twenty five percent income tax and like Bernie Sanders <laughs> next year? We got to pay our fair share. Paid like thirteen, and he just bought like his third home. And oh she, my God! Like, Listen, on. that was probably the most hilarious thing I've experienced in a very long time. <laughs> They're like Breaking news! Dropping this bombshell tonight. <laughs> and then their whole thing was, he's not paying taxes, he's not paying taxes. And it's like, well, yeah, he paid a quarter of what he friggin' made in taxes. How much did you pay, you jackass? Breaking news. Breaking news. This just into the news wires. Donald Trump paid a shit ton of money in taxes in 2005. <laughs> right. <laughs> and their whole consensus was, oh, he's not paying taxes. That's why he don't raise his uh, returns. Yeah. He's not paying taxes. <laughs> so the alternate minimum tax is suddenly not a tax, by the way. You know what's funny? The the way the way uh, the leftists spun that, Roy, is so Trump only uh, paid 4% in federal income tax when you do not count the ATM, is that, is that what it is? ATM, right? Ultimate, alternate, alternate. or AMT, AMT, yeah. AMT which, which by definition is a federal income tax. <laughs> <laughs> so they said he didn't, he only paid 4% of federal income tax. If you don't count federal income tax, that, that was the breaking news. <laughs> but if you count, but if you count federal news. income tax, he paid 25%. More and yeah, you know, it was the, pretty uh, pretty funny because they act like it was going to be earth shattering and like oh this is going to send him to jail or the, yeah. it's going to prove his ties to the Russians once and for all and all it did was like shoot down their whole argument that <laughs> he's some kind of swindler that never paid for anything that, it was you know, pretty never, funny never bought into the system in his whole life or anything like that so it's it's like it was pretty funny to see that it's like here's the one thing the the, the one advice I have for Democrats is like pick your battles. That wasn't the battle to pick. Like, like, and if you're a news reporter and you see that income tax form, why would you ever decide to run with that story? <laughs> why would you do that? I think it's desperation. I would see that and be like, oh, well, that's not what we're looking for. I think Rachel – Everything just proves us wrong. Well, right. isn't, it, isn't it going toward like people that aren't really reading into it too much? I mean it's just like a uh, a defamation of character kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, Like that's how I look at – Pretty much everything that's in the media that's against him, not not everything that's against the, him, but like a lot of things that are against him seem to be just like a let's see how we can defame his name a little bit more and show how much of an idiot he is. You but know, like, the thing is with this is is we're talking like Democrats even left at Rachel Maddow. Like it wasn't. I don't know if it had that achieved effect because think about mom and pop who sits down and watches the night, nightly news, they go, Oh, they pay 25%. They probably, they have a pr probably a pretty good, you know, pulse on what they paid in taxes. And they're probably generally speaking, when you talk effective tax rates, most people are probably somewhere between nine and 12%. Mm -hmm. When you, if you own a home, you have kids and things like that, if you're retired and things, but yeah, but there, there seems to be a disconnect from people who earn a uh, a livable wage versus people who, um, you know, ha like make millions of dollars, right? I mean, like, 
for whatever reason, uh, I feel like millionaires, CEOs, anybody of any sort of high stature um, in you know the economic chain, I guess, are villainized automatically. And you could call it a uh, a wage gap, which obviously is there. There, there's definitely a, a, a very, very drastic wage gap, but. You know, at the at the end of the day, too, I mean, it's all about valuation of worth, and I do feel like people do tend to villainize anybody who makes millions of dollars, except for athletes for some reason. And I've always kind of found <laughs> that curious that athletes are are immune to this entire wage gap, you know, uh, controversy. You know what I mean? But a CEO, you know, because they're CEOs and they're you know, taking all the money for themselves, uh, they're, you know, they're kind of villainized at that point. And I, I get it. I do get the wage gap. And I mean, I, I do have a certain uh, opinion when it comes to that. And it is a little, a little messed up. But, you know, at, at the same time, you know, these are people that basically sacrifice their entire lives uh, for a few years to be at the helm of the company and make it run properly. And if they fail, they're out within a year. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're not really... I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like the villainization. Yeah, I mean, is... you see, you see, like the you know, the watch the documentaries, and it's like, oh, in the United States of America, the, the average CEO makes three hundred times what mm-hmm. the average worker does, and in these other countries, it might only be like a hundred percent or eighty percent. Right. You know, so why it is all, it so it much more has, in America? It, I don't know. Maybe well, it's just a cultural it, thing. Well, it's not even that. It's I'm just a, sure. it's just about the the companies that we have here, or you know, and a lot of that's skewed too because we're in a global economy, so like. You know, some of the, you know, CEOs that might be from wherever, any of the brick countries and, and anywhere, you know, may very well be uh, attributed to, you know, an American CEO or president or somebody who's, you know, running that, that portion of the company. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not as easy as people like to make it seem. I don't really think that the CEO itself needs to be demonized but you're also talking about the same group of people and again i'm not negating this but you're talking to the same group of people that uh will also fight for you know the 15 dollar minimum wage and 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 stuff like that like you know i i think there's a there's a big and i don't want to go too off topic but i think there's a big disconnect in people's thought process when it comes to um compensation versus value and you know, in my eyes, and and this has nothing to do with, you know, me not thinking that people need a livable wage. Everybody deserves a livable wage, of course. But um, your your compensation is based on your value. Your value is based on how replaceable you are. And unfortunately, just as athletes are, which athletes are never condemned for this, but just as athletes are irreplaceable, quote unquote, and hence they make a ton of money. Um, certain CEOs are also pretty irreplaceable, you know, whereas the frontline workers may or may not be a little bit more replaceable and hence your, your value differential, you know? So, um, I don't think that's looked at often enough. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm super stoked. I'm finally, finally, as of a, a couple of weeks ago, making more than a McDonald's employee. Woo! Well Seattle. done, sir. Well done. That was a big. It was a big move up for me. Well yeah. done. <laughs> and I bet you don't get the perks of bringing like leftover food home at the end of the day. 
Well, yeah, I mean, shit, I would just, I, I might just move the whole family out there, flip burgers, yeah. don't have to deal with any stress, <laughs> just come home with your bag of, your sack of cheeseburgers at the sack. end of the day. <laughs> Did yeah. I ever tell you a story about how, uh, I think, I think it was this when I worked at Hooters Moist. for two years? Yeah. I was a cook at he Hooters. He was a cook. He was yeah. a head cook at Hooters. And that was back when I had some really stoner roommates. Joe is very well endowed. And there was the there was a there was a I stopped smoking marijuana when I was like maybe my sophomore year in college at Penn State, um, at University Campus, or University Park. I'm sorry. And uh, so there was at least one summer where I was still a stoner, but I wouldn't call myself a stoner. I never paid for my own pot. I. <laughs> Everyone just was like, Joe, smoke. All right, fine, I'll smoke. But Yo, anyway, my roommates wow. were hardcore. So I worked at Hooters, and I used to come. I used to be able to bring you know, leftover wings home, chicken sandwiches. I would come home after a shift on like a week. Actually, any time of the week. It was during the summer, so it was like summer classes. Everyone was just hanging out partying. I would come back, and I was like like a god when I walked in a door with like a bag full of Hooters chicken wings and chicken <laughs> sandwiches. Now imagine how much more of a god you would have been if you had like two Hooters girls on your. Oh, arms I had Hooters girls too. Ch- oh, okay. No, I did because they, we all hung out after shift. So uh, most of the people I like I knew at Penn State, like they were all college students that worked there, so we all knew each other. So it was it wasn't like I was like so I wasn't a god in that regard. Like yeah. I was just coming with friends, right? Like mm-hmm. we just all knew each other. Yeah. But you're you're right. If that happened here, and I rolled into a place with chicken wings with two, you know you know, attractive Hooters girls. Cause there's, they're not all attractive. And I rolled in, I would be a God here. Right. Yeah. But at Penn state, it was like, they're all students that worked everywhere. We all knew each other. Quick story about Hooters. The funniest thing that I ever think happened to me was when Hooters down by Franklin mills mall. Yeah. Was open. Is it still there? No, no. I don't well, you said was open, so it's gone. I don't even know where there is a Hooters, honestly, around here, but, but there's anyway, one at, uh, Grant and the, uh, Boulevard. Is there? I think. Yeah. I thought oh, that closed yeah. down too. And like where the Chuck E. Cheese is. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah, right. yeah. Drop your kids off at Chuck E. Cheese and yeah, go, over, go to over to Hooters. Uh, or, or vice versa. <laughs> you know, whatever works for you. Um, but anyway, at Franklin Mills Boulevard, there was a Hooters that was open there for a while. Next to the Hong Kong Buffet, I think it was. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that. Remember that one? Yeah. And then, and then Dick's. Sporting goods decide to open across the street. <laughs> Dicks and Hooters. It's beautiful. I always love that. And then the PC culture came yeah, and it all went yeah. away. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Dicks, is that your place, Rich? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my least favorite part about Hooters is the uh, the waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I get so annoyed when somebody who's like 19 years old is like, hi, hon. Hi, <laughs> hon. You guys are looking good tonight. I'm like, just shut up and yeah. bring me my food. Yeah, like, we, we, you're listen, not, you're not, not going to get my Hold on, hold on. I will say, though, did you go to the Hooters because they had, um, you know, an expertise in wings? Why did you Why did yeah, you go yeah, there well, in the yeah, first I mean, place? Honestly, yeah, actually, uh, some... I know they do have pretty decent wings. I, I've only been to a Hooters, I think, like three times in my yeah. life. Sir, I think you, once was actually I would tell you. I would you, tell live, you, you live in Philadelphia. I would you tell can you, find good wings yeah, places. I, I'll tell you, my, my Hooters I worked at, we had good wings. Yeah. We, we really did. We had breaded and naked. Yeah. Rightfully like the named. Ones, right? They just soak up the sauce better. Oh, they 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 were both good for their own reasons. Moist. And we happened we happened to have a um Moist. a supplier that our wings were never frozen at the ah. one. So we had fresh wings and we actually had fresh beef too. We had good burgers. It, it was just because we happened to have that supplier. I would imagine you know who makes killer wings. Yeah. Hot wings. Go on. Me. I disagree. I just I just 
drop some knowledge on the you. The right microwave now. does not count. No, no. I I will pride myself as a very very good, good. hot wing maker. Is it you just set your grill on fire and you just throw yeah. them in there? Well, well, that that happened once <laughs> or twice, <laughs> maybe three times. But we, we don't you know we don't I talk do about that. Much. The, the great fire of 09 <laughs> will always be remembered in this house. It was a pretty. Legit, yeah. I wasn't there for it, but I heard it about was it. big. I almost it, lit an entire brand new deck on it fire. Sent shock waves throughout the world. <laughs> I almost <laughs> blew up a propane tank and almost burned down my brand new deck. Oh, show it, it almost happened. It was very close. <laughs> Like dangerously close. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the deck. The deck yeah. is attached to your house, man. All my wings are <laughs> burnt. Be worried about. Yeah, well, no, we didn't care about that. It was the deck. <laughs> I spent a whole week, <laughs> took a week off from work, and built myself a deck, and then almost built it down the next. Or burned it down the next <laughs> week after that. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, a quick on the side question: Do do we sound? I mean, I guess it's hard because you're, you're we're on Facebook chat, but how do we sound? Do we sound all right to you? I sound, it sounds just like we're using Zencaster and I have yeah. my headphones on and Good. Uh, everything sounds fine. How do I sound? Do I sound all right? You sound fantastic. Yeah. You actually sound pretty good for doing with a Facebook chat with, I'm assuming it's your phone. I, I, do I sound like one of those people that are like on on scene, like in Iraq, like Lester Holmes, like you know, you hear the chopper in the background, like hey, there's fire. <laughs> well, now, that you, now that you actually have, you made the, the chopper north. sound. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Like uh, it's it's definitely not as good as you on your. It microphone, definitely right? sounds like you're on the phone, but not yeah. bad. Yeah, not not bad. It's very it's very reasonable. I'm so happy that uh, I, I'm getting a chance to talk to you guys yeah, i was like I so mean, sad when i saw those messages my i'm not gonna lie to you we were actually a little bit worried we were, about we got your worried. livelihood we, we, we actually we started that, the podcast with i don't want to joke about this but i hope rich is alive yeah we were just <laughs> we were honestly just hoping that you were alive yeah is what we, we were, just yeah. we didn't want to I passed. I passed well, I an, an ambulance world, with I think, for about six hours. But yeah, I was. I was. You know, alive in a sense. <laughs> I, I went to grab beer and I passed an ambulance with the sirens on. And I was like, I hope Rich is not in that. Yeah, that's what I said. We were thinking about you, Rich. <laughs> we think about your well-being, sir. Yeah, I mean, where would we be right now if it wasn't for you? All is right. it because of all my disturbing, uh, disturbing Facebook posts and? Like everybody's depressed because you got to wake up and do the same shit that you hate for fifty years. <laughs> yeah. You have and then, probably yeah, some of the most entertaining the Facebook posts. Yeah, <laughs> if, if anybody's not following Richie, well, I'm not going to give away his. Uh... <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll create a podcast without a name, individual accounts. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because Rich definitely has a very entertaining Facebook page. I've, I've been entertained for years, actually, from it. Yeah, it's it's even when we Annoyed were like directly in touch for years, I was still very entertained by your face, your Facebook post. By your face, by <laughs> and occasionally by your face too. I always thought you remember MySpace. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I always thought about making like a collaboration between like MySpace and Facebook and call it like My Face, right? That's so it's so original. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Is it? I don't know. Has anybody heard I'm just of that? making fun of me because I'm pretty sure someone's made that joke before. Oh. Well, I just always thought I'm about sure it. someone's <laughs> had made that joke before. Well, maybe. I'd never heard it before. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, it's all right, man. It. I'm you can go here. right for Amy Schumer. Maybe. <laughs> Did you see how bad her uh, 
or special tanked on Netflix. Oh, you got God. like one point three stars. Netflix. Yeah, but the and meme, the memes that the, that, that the memes that occurred that. afterward are just priceless. I mean, they're fantastic. <laughs> so uh, apparently, Netflix is now changing their rating system just because of that. Oh my God. Yeah, she, well, I'm sure she was probably not too happy. She's like, I'm getting killed. I'm like, you know, how do I get one star? I spent a lot of time watching other comedians and writing this. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, she got she got caught stealing dicks. That was my that was my joke. That's well well done, Rich. Well well so, done. So so Rich, well, you, she's like Dane Cook. She just got saturated. Everybody just was. She was in your face all the time. She's on TV. She was in movies. She's doing her stand up. And it's Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer. And then people just start resenting you, I think, when you get oh, so yeah. big. This... You know? Dan Cook, like I said, he was like on top of the world, huge comedian, selling out stadiums. And now look at him. He's like, you know. Yeah. He, he did, no. I think the difference between like Amy Schumer and like Dane Cook is like, Dane Cook was a little bit of a fad. Yeah. And he just kind of came and went, where Amy Schumer is just, her material is just. It's played out. I'll tell you what, though. I was just watching Daniel Tosh stand up. Yeah. And it was very similar to Dane Cook. Yeah. And it was hilarious. You think so? <laughs> yeah. See, I think Daniel Tosh is more of that. It's a shock. It's like the shock comedy. So Daniel yeah, Tosh is dry. He's like, dry, oh. though. Did Dane you watch Cook's... his stand up? Yeah, but Dane Cook's not dry. Mm, Daniel Tosh's stand-up wasn't very dry. It was no. just it was very uh it's been a while. and 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 yeah. deliberate. Yeah. But it was Yeah, Dane Cook does a lot of like screaming and like yeah, running around. Of, he's yeah. very animated. Yeah, he wasn't as animated. I, I don't want to directly yeah. correlate him to Dane Cook, but I, I felt the vibe. I mean they're they're just definitely the same generation of mm. com- comedians, right? I, I felt the vibe is is what I'm getting at. But Similar see, vibe. there's only so many like my my vagina stinks jokes that Amy Schumer can do. Yeah, like, like at some point it. we don't care if you're a hoe, right? Like, yeah, is that really funny? You slept with ten dudes in in five weeks. Like, is that? I mean, that's like half the girls I went to college with. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, well, I you worked at Hooters. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, suddenly, suddenly, okay, this is just kidding. Maybe Hooters maybe girls. it's the norm. I mean, like. I mean, I guess being a comedian is like pulling out those subtle, norm, you know, uh, mundane things that we kind of all kind of just dismiss. I mean, that's part of being a comedian. But, you know, there really is just so much about joking. Like, she jokes about rape. She Like, it's just not funny anymore. Well, it was all about the shock, right? Yeah. yeah shock yeah. comedy. And then once the shock is gone, though, you have to come up with either new material. You, you can't you can't re- uh, you can't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Jeez. Uh, recycle. Yeah. Recycle. Very easy. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't recycle a shock. Over over yeah. yeah. You got to come up with something fresh. I think that's why people like Louis C.K. are so great. Oh because yeah. He'll yeah. He's good. Do a special. Here, but that's a guy who's political too. He'll never use that material again. Like this, this is a good you know? example. You bring up Louis C.K. because he's uber political. He's very his comedy style is very very much based on politics, but mm. he's still very funny. He's so funny. You can still you can be a who cares where your political preference. If you is, agree with you can him still or go not. Watch and listen and laugh. Whereas Amy Schumer, it's like shut the fuck up. Like yeah. stop it. I don't want to hear you talk about politics because you just don't know how to do it. Really, like do you, you can like do it. Amy Schumer, Joe. I used to. I used to. I thought she was funny. Like the first sixteen times she said the p word, 
And then when she, <laughs> when she got to the twenty seven thousand time, yeah. it was like, okay, I'm I'm kind of sick of hearing cunt and pee. Yeah. I, it's funny. I'm saying yeah. cunt, but I'm not going to say pussy. Yeah, you say right. cunt, but you don't say pussy. <laughs> no, pee. It's the P word. No. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, she's, I, I mean, maybe that just shows her lack of like depth or creativity. Whereas Louis C.K., he's just, re- he's just, well, the funny really thing about Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is like hardcore intellect on top of yeah, it. Yeah, he's smart. So, like, yeah. he's so smart. And then on top yeah. of it, you're, I, yeah. I think the best comedians are the super, super smart ones. Yeah, yeah. And like, he, I mean, God, I remember watching Lucky Louie. Like way back in the day, and I thought he was hysterical, and then like suddenly he, that that like kind of went away quietly, and then like all of a sudden he like reemerged, and oh my god, he's so funny! I I, I could watch stand up with Louis C.K. all day. Oh I, yeah, and for he sure. seems like a pretty humble guy too. He's not like uh, well, he's very you know, like, self detriment. Yeah, his own words and like a salute, like Sufi, and like sticking the two middle fingers <laughs> up and all this shit. The it's like you know, it gets played out. <laughs> and you get tired of it. Him, he's a humble guy. He's funny. He's not always in your face. He has his TV show, which I think caters kind of just to his fans. I don't think. I mean, I think a lot of people watch it, or else it wouldn't still be on the air. But I don't think it's a show that's like. What is that show called? So, I can't remember what it's called, but it, so it is just Louis. No, there's another show that he has. All right, it's not what I was thinking then. There's another show that he has that is really funny, and it's like, oh, is it like Life with Louis? I can't remember. I, I can't remember, but it, it's so funny that call Life that with a Louis. Plug. Isn't that isn't that that Saturday morning cartoon with Louis what? Anderson? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I call it. Yeah, aren't I great at like plugging a show? Like, hey, I don't know what it's called or what it's about, but it's hysterical. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> you guys should definitely you check it out definitely. if you get a chance. Yeah, yeah, like him. Uh, he he's really he he's really great. He'll go down as one of the greatest. Like, obviously, George Carlin, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Very smart. Very. Uh, just he was a really great speaker. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, he would say these things. They were almost like poems, you know, yeah. and like uh, just free form, like just poems, you know. Uh, the thing like about the stuff, you know, like so you got to go to a vacation. You, you got to get all the stuff and pack it and bring it on vacation. Then you got to go to the hotel and unpack your stuff. So you got a drawer yes. for this stuff and that. Like the way he would just talk about things and just lay it out and just spell it out and and then it would just like build to this kind of crescendo at the end it was always just i i loved them i could listen then, and then littering in that then what and then <laughs> no uh, more and then no more and then no more and then what do you guys think about nick DePaulo? i like him he's kind of a right winger kind of a guy but uh, yeah, he tells it like it is. I think a lot of things, like uh, people, things that people are probably afraid to say. Yeah, he says. I, I like him. And I know you like. That's Gavin, why I don't think you, he'll ever be as famous as anybody else because the shit that he says. Yeah, yeah. He'll never be popular. And you like Gavin McGinnis? Is he is he officially a comedian, Gavin McGinnis? Um, I don't know. I guess I guess like if you looked him up on the internet, it probably would say comedian, author, whatever. You know. How about Michael Ian Black? Annoying. You think? Yeah, he's kind he's of on everything, and he's not funny. I'm like, how do you yeah. still work? It's not funny. It's not. It's good. It's like freaking uh uh, what's the name? Uh, 
uh, what the fuck was that guy's name? Like, uh, Brad Johnson, the quarterback. Like, he kept getting jobs with teams, even though he sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, Matt, Matt Flynn, you know? He's just getting signed everywhere. He fucking blows. It's a, that's, that's him. <laughs> well, Richie, I'm glad that we found you tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, too, I'm, man. I'm pretty I happy was, you're alive. Uh, I was sad. <laughs> it was good. We thought we lost you there for a little bit. I promise you I didn't die. I'm very disappointed that I didn't get a chance to see uh, to see you, and uh, especially Joe, because Joe's hours away <laughs> normally. Faux yeah. shizzle. Faux show. Well, Faux show. Well, I think, I think we covered a lot of stuff tonight. I think... We covered. I mean, we we did the NATO thing. We we Chuck Berry, right? Some cultural stuff there. We talked about the healthcare bill and how that could kind of blow, provide blowback for the Republican Party, just uh, general in general when when it comes to working with Trump and him kind of going across the aisle and maybe yeah. abandoning them. The Germany uh, handshake, the, handshake. the awkward handshakes. Amy Schumer, Louis Amy C.K. Schumer. We talked about some com- comedy. I mean, there was, there was one other thing, didn't we? Did we talk about something else? Uh, we talked about a few comedians and actors, um, including uh, Anchorman and uh, um, quite a few things. We were all yeah. around the board today. We had Rich. We had Rich on for at least forty-five minutes now, man. And cunt and the p word. We had Rich. We have Rich on. <laughs> Maybe that the, should be our name of the podcast: yeah. cunt, cunt and the p words. <laughs> uh, we've had Rich on. For the duration that we wanted the whole pod- podcast to, to be. Welcome to episode one of Content and the P-Word. <laughs> Content and the P-Word, which will only be 45 minutes long. Uh, times two. Times two. <laughs> well, we, we were aiming at a 45-minute yeah, podcast until We're Richie at 45 got minutes with, with Mr. Rich. So, Mr. Fantastic. Dick. Yes. Sorry, I ruined uh, your one friend. Is, uh, she's going to be upset. You guys were doing your best to keep it short, and I came in and ruined it. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. <laughs> Melissa, this one goes out to you. <laughs> this podcast is for you this podcast is for you so uh hopefully if you've listened as far you you've probably listened to us before so you know where to find us uh the podcast without a name on facebook pretty simple we're probably the only people with the page on pa- facebook that that has such a ridiculous name uh we're on twitter uh at no name podcaster you can find the podcast on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher Tune in radio. The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. <laughs> it's written in stone. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, you could pretty much if, wherever wherever you get podcasts, you'll be able to find us. Thanks uh, for joining us, everybody. Thanks. We'll give Rich. a shout out to anyone. Shout out to Melissa. Shout out to Melissa. Right? Our probably our most loyal listener. One, one out of our three listeners. And she might actually get to this point. Maybe. So she might actually hear it. Although, although she reluctantly would get to this point, she might get to this point. I barely made it to this point. Yeah. Anthony's like falling asleep. He's giving me the wrap-up signal like 16 times. Rich, anything uh, from you? No, I just, I'm very sorry for my... Uh party miss Elman, but uh it was really nice to be able to talk to you anyway and uh yeah i promise i won't pass out immediately after dinner uh for future tests Alrighty, we don't know what episode this is but we'll talk to you next time later on everybody later gators